0: Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo, a leading source of knowledge in fast-emerging Asia and the Pacific for 20 years. In this podcast, Bank of Papua New Guinea Governor Loy Bakani discusses how his country is leveraging technology to increase financial services access and use to fight poverty and improve living standards. Governor Bakani opens by describing recent progress to boost financial inclusion in Papua New Guinea and how it is impacting the economy.
1: Financial inclusion in uh, Papua New Guinea is uh, taken a, a journey from uh, simple uh, initiatives of financial education, number one, financial literacy, and then trying to get these people who are non not financially uh, literate to get them into the formal banking sector by opening bank accounts. So that was the first... Uh, initiative we have taken under a program together with the uh, uh, funded by the AD, ADB and the Australian government together with the Papua New Guinea government we were um, it's called a microfinance project and uh, as a result of that there's a lot of people now over 500,000 now having bank accounts have gone through a lot of financial education programs uh, trainings and uh, they have now, some of them have own business, are moving on to what we regard now as uh, small medium enterprises. Now this program is still ongoing. Uh, the impact of it on the macroeconomic side is that those people now are being able now to, to be measured. Their activities uh, such as uh, selling and buying of uh, goods and services are measured now. So, in macroeconomic terms, they can be now measured as part of uh, the gross domestic product of the country. Whereas previously, they were in the informal sector and are not counted in the formal measurement of a gross domestic product of the economy. Um, number two is that uh, one significant impact is that uh, they are now able to, through bank accounts, are able to do remittance to their families if they're in towns. They're able now to uh, borrow from the commercial banks, although uh, there's still an issue about uh, collaterals or security for the borrowings. But those are the kind of things that are now um, beginning to impact on the economy.
0: Governor Bakani explains how greater financial inclusion is revolutionising social development in Papua New Guinea and opening new opportunities for fintech growth.
1: On the social side also, uh, there is now uh, in a change in the attitude or the mentality of those people. Formerly, before, they don't talk about savings or they don't save. They just, whatever they earn today, they all spent today and that's it. They don't care about tomorrow. Tomorrow, because uh, we have a, a, a social safety net uh, called a one-talk system that uh, you rely on your family groupings. For your future for in case you get hospitalized or in your debts or, or even marriage, you rely very much on they rely very much on the one talk system. So this is the kind of uh, social safety uh, net that we have in Papua New Guinea. We now uh, have to part of this financial education is to teach them about how to save for their future also in, on retirement or what they're doing through uh, voluntary contributions for pension funds. Uh, towards the fence to the into the pension and funds so those are kind of products that uh, you know it's changing the mindset of people and uh, again with the ongoing um, platforms that we are introducing through mobile banking I think it's gonna take another uh, step to help those especially the SMEs uh, we through uh, some of the initiatives that we have now like the uh, credit guarantee um, schemes that we have And also uh, for consumers, we are now working on uh, consumer protection regulations to to, to help make sure that they are treated fairly uh, by the uh, service providers.
0: Governor Bakani goes on to discuss the importance of mobile technology in advancing financial inclusion, pointing to examples from Papua New Guinea.
1: We took the position of building infrastructure first. While um, after going through the financial education, as part of our financial inclusion drive, so, building infrastructure firstly with the, um, the mobile uh, network, uh, with the government introducing or licensing two mobile networks uh, in, in the country and allowing them to increase their network coverage throughout the country. So, that's one. And secondly, the, that immediately led to the introduction of mobile um, telephones, uh, mobile phones, and the uptake is very, very high. In fact, the uptake is more than probably more than the number of uh, savings accounts we have. So there's a lot of uh, uptakes of uh, mobile phones and, uh, by, uh, within the country. The third is to build a payment system. Because you have now a mobile phone included in the normal payment system, we have to build a, a payment system that is that allows mobile phones to transact. Uh, so we started with a uh, what they call a real-time gross settlement system. We call it a CATS. It's sort for KINA Automated Transfer System. This is more for big transactions or big amounts uh, transactions. Uh, mainly among corporates and and government. On the 22nd of July, we moved on to the next one to allow interoperability, uh, which is through a a, a national switch. Now, the switch allows for small retail transactions to be done between banks, to be done between uh, different mobile operators, or even using internet banking also. So this is the latest development we have in building infrastructure, so with this uh, infrastructure, now we're moving on to uh, innovations. That's our next step. Now we're working together with ADB, Asian Development Bank, on a product being developed out of uh, Europe, uh, Europe, called Digizen. Now Digizen is a e-identity um, product that we want to uh, test out, pilot out, and then uh, if it works, then we roll it out to to all the financial institutions in the country. And then, of course, the banks uh, and other financial institutions are already creating or introducing different uh, banking, mobile banking uh, applications, and, and they will all be now be able to transact via the, uh, what they call the uh, uh, REPS, which is the Retail Electronic uh, Payment System that we have introduced on the uh, 22nd of July.
0: Governor Bacardi concludes by highlighting ADBI's role in enabling greater financial inclusion through innovation in conjunction with the Asia-Pacific Financial Forum co-organised with the APEC Business Advisory Council, or ABAC, the Foundation for Development Cooperation or FDC, and the Banking with the Poor Network.
1: I think the importance of ABI, ADBI in this process is, you know, through you know, various research they do uh, in, in the area of uh, financial inclusion, and with the um, cooperation of APEC and through the process to APEC, the countries can uh, you know, uh, they can co- collaborate with more of the APEC member countries and uh, look at uh, innovative ways of how they can introduce some of these things in the respective uh, countries of APEC. Some of the things that will come out of this through uh, various publications or the uh, uh, information, the presentations here, can be shared with the member countries, and I think that's where we all, participants here, come from different, uh, you know, um, entities, some, you know, in the central bank, some in the uh, government, uh, private sector, so I think, and of course, uh, the international organization, so it gives a cross wide uh, range of uh, options that uh, all these things can be put together in respective APEC member countries to pursue uh, and to enhance some of the things, the innovations, the uh, things that they're doing at the moment in their respective countries. So uh, it's very positive and I, I congratulate uh, FD, uh, FDC and um, ADBI in pursuing this agenda for uh, on, on behalf of member, uh, APEC member countries.
0: This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo.